The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Got another dude! What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Dudes to the right, dudes to the left, stuck in the middle with you. Got another dude! Heisman Trophy, Bronco Nagurski Award, Ultimate Dudes. Got another dude! O-Line U, Bunch of Dudes. A lot of dudes. Yeah! Welcome to the Lot of Dudes podcast, presented by Fourth and Dude, Season 1, Week 6. It was the Boston College Eagles who were the superior squad on Saturday, as they dominated the team from the Great Lakes State, the Central Michigan Chippewas. A.J. Dillon led the charge on offense, as they macked hard on the chips by a score of 28-8, improving the Eagles to 2-3 and three on the year. On today's episode, we'll recap the game, preview the Hokies, and of course, we'll do some dudin' and we'll do some pooing. Matt? Tell you what, that was uh, one heck of an intro there. I absolutely loved all the uh, puns you got in there. The Mac one was uh, nicely thrown in. I uh, was definitely interested. You know, you've been on a hot streak lately with uh, with these openers, so glad to see you uh, keeping up a good thing. Matt, um, Matt I, I write them all down first, and, and the haters <laughs> said, hey, Matt, we can tell you're, you're, you're reading off from a, a Microsoft Word document. But I'll tell you what, man, I, I just keep doing it. And so, it, it it's um, working. It's working. So it don't, don't, let the haters, don't let the haters ruin it. The rest is, is, is you know, off the cuff. So I think we can, uh, you know, have, have 30 seconds of, of written stuff. And, you know, it definitely works. Uh, you know, before we get into it this week, again, I think this is now the third week that, that we are on iTunes. Uh, we've definitely, you know, been getting a lot of great feedback from all you. We obviously appreciate that. So, you know, keep those uh, subscribes and reviews coming. Uh, you know, definitely getting the word out about BC as, as, uh, as often as possible is certainly a good thing. Uh, you know, I think with that, we can just dive right into the scenes from last week. Obviously, a uh, nice win over Central Michigan. You know, not the best team that we're, we're going to play all year, obviously. But, uh, you know, we know what we had to do to win. It was, you know, definitely an ugly, grinded out, pound the rock game. But I think we touched on it a little bit last week. We can get away with that when we play bad teams. That's a game plan you can do when you're, when you're you know, playing a, uh, a team that you are just, you know, you overmatch them in terms of talent. So I think, you know, we did everything we had to do. It wasn't flashy. It wasn't pretty. But you know, a win's a win, and I don't have a whole lot to complain about from that week. Yeah, and in a lot of ways, I think that's really how you should do it. Um, and, yeah, a lot of people are saying, why didn't BC open up the playbook? Why did, uh, you know, Brown have 80 passing yards? I, I think when you play a team like Central Michigan where you have, you know, superior athletes, you have the ability to, to you know, physically wear them down and run it down their throats, especially, you know, with the weather, it was a rainy day. You know, why even go to the air and, and worry about turnovers or anything like that? You have a you have a winning game plan if you just run it run up the middle every single time uh, between Dylan and Hillman, and, and the line looked great as well. So um, I had no issues whatsoever with with the with how the game played out from a you know a coaching standpoint. I thought it was great. I think it was exactly what they needed. Um, I thought it was a great win. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I think I think this was honestly, it's kind of reminiscent of how we see other teams, you know, beat us over the years. It's like if you look at, you know, even last week, it's Clemson. They kind of played, you know, a somewhat conservative game plan. They just eventually knew that 
you know, hey, our, our front seven is better than your front seven. We'll just pound you in the mouth until you can't handle it anymore. Uh, so I think, you know, this is a nice opportunity to do that. It, you know, we came out of it relatively clean in terms of injuries. Dylan, from, you know, what Daz said, at least I think earlier today or yesterday, you know, seems fine. Uh, I believe he was the only, you know, concern, so to speak, coming out of that. Um, but, you know, yeah, it, it was definitely ugly to watch 85 passing yards, you know, 300 total where CMU's normally giving up like 450. Uh, but again, a win's a win and, and we did everything we had to do. Uh, obviously, I think, you know, we both saw a lot of complaints. I'm sure you you keep a, uh, a keep a better list of, of any, you know, Daz complaints uh, than I do at this point. So uh, obviously, I'm sure to touch on those, but I don't think there's too much to be upset about overall here. I think we... Uh, took care of business, and that's all you can ask for against a bad team. And, Matt, I, I like that you've changed your ways a little bit for being a pure dad. Well, take it easy. I'm just, okay. To, to, to sort of being a, a more of a moderate. Um, but there are still Daz haters out there, and I, I have accounted for them. A um, couple qualms that the general population seems to have just because um, they have too much time on their hands is and we, didn't, we already touched on why didn't BC open up the playbook. It's because that's effing stupid. Um, number two, oh, uh, Central Michigan had more time of possession. Yeah, that's because we score every time we touch the ball. Um, hey, Matt, quick fun fact. BC actually had a better time possession uh, against Louisville last year. Remember that game? I, that, game, right? It didn't go so well for us. It did no, not go it wasn't. so well for Louisville us. Louisville absolutely whooped us 52-7. to um, Louisville absolutely dominated that game. BC actually you know, won the time of possession battle, so everyone shut up. Uh, number three, number four, whatever number I'm on. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, BC only won the game because of Walker. Shut up. Walker was electric. Give Das credit for that. And number two uh, of, of this one, 2A, sub point four. Uh, we had absolutely no issues moving the ball besides that, you know, that first that first series where we went for an ill-advised fourth down because everyone is just screaming to go to All right. I don't go, know. go for every fourth I down. I certainly don't think and that was Adazio giving into the haters and go for it. I think I, it was a good opportunity to go for it and you made the right well, choice. So yeah, you know it well, didn't pay so, off, and that's fine. But it's it's funny when you watch the replay of that play too. I mean, the the play call was fine. It wasn't like uh, you know it was a fourth and two on on our own forty five, whatever yeah. it was, yeah, very it was near midfield. And um, our blockers completely they did their job completely. But Dylan thought he saw something on the other side of the of the field, and just just went after the wrong hole and got stuffed. Um, talk about overcoming adversity. So we go for on fourth and down, fourth down, um, fourth and dude. I almost said so. They stop us, and we stop them, and then they, they respond by pinning us to our one-yard line, and then they get us for a safety. You want to talk about overcoming some adversity? How about that? So BC's down 2 nothing to a MAC team in the rain at home. doesn't get worse than that. I'll tell you what they do. They absolutely smoke them from there. So tell you what, end of the day, I'm psyched. A win is a win, and uh, – People that are hating at this point are just hating because they need to get a life, Matt. Yeah, I think I'm a little bit more moderate than you. You know, again, I, I'm not you know coming out of this being like, oh, I'm psyched. This is awesome. You know, we're back. But there's really nothing to complain about either. It just kind of this is, I think, what we all expected coming in. Again, take care of business. That's what we should be doing. Um, but beyond that, you know, it's 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 on to next week at this point. And, and hopefully, you know, hopefully they came into the saying, look, we know we're a better team. We know we can just run the ball and kind of you know, wear them down. Let's focus a little bit of last week on Bot Tech, give a little uh, extra game plan. I don't know if coaches do that, but could be a good idea. could be something to think about. Yeah, and last thing, and we can move on. I just want to take a quick inventory of, of where BC is at this year. Obviously, we're five weeks in. Um, we're two and three. Hey, Matt, if we're three and two at this point, would you be would you be okay with that? I would, I would certainly feel better. I mean, again, I think, you know, not to be a math major here, but you can't get to 10 and two with, with uh, being two and three. So that's obviously a little bit disappointing. But 
you know, it it has been a hard schedule. But, but at so the same when you say time, hard schedule, it has it has been the hardest schedule in the country, even after playing you know Central Michigan. That's obviously not a good team. I'll give you I'll give you a quick inventory where we're at. So obviously week one, quick history lesson for you here, Matt. In case you forgot, we beat uh, NIU team that. Uh, went on to beat Nebraska, and then last week they played San Diego State, who's you know ranked 19th in the country, uh, to within one possession on the road. Um, I think they ended up losing by five or six points. Uh, week two we lost to a four and one Wake Forest team that just hung pretty pretty tough with Florida State. Week three we lost to the number 23 team in the country. Week four we lost the number two team in the country, and then you know obviously just last week we beat Central Michigan, who by the way does have a, a Power Five win on their resume. Uh, they beat Kansas earlier Kansas, in the year. Kansas so. is, about as, is about as low of a power hey, five as you can get. I get it. So that's my point. I, I think that two and three at this point, I just think there's a lot of games left to be played. Seven to be exact. Probably eight with this team. If I if I was if I was a betting man, which I which I am, um, I think we have eight games left, Matt. That means they are going to go to a bowl. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I think we might be a little <laughs> bit off on that, but uh, again, I'm obviously I like the optimism. I, I think at the end of the day, we've been improving, you know, over the course of the year, and and you know, all we can hope for is that this continues to progress, and you know, we grab an upset win here and there, we get to six wins. Uh, but you know, again, I think I think last week doesn't really necessarily show us anything on that road. Um, it was just kind of a. a you know, a turn we had to make. So uh, it, sh- it shows us that we can beat who we need to beat sure. when we need to beat them. Sure, right? Yeah. I mean, right. It, yeah. I mean, it doesn't, yeah, I'm not these, worried about UConn, I guess. Is these Mac games. Says, right. But. So there you go. There you go. So that's, that's win number three. So I'll tell you what, we're already starting to, to show the optimism here. These Mac games, by the way, aren't, aren't what they used to be. I mean, this isn't your, your, uh, your, your dad's Mac. It's, it's, these teams are, are beating power fives, you know, on a regular basis at this point. So anytime you can escape that the Mac, slate with a, with two wins um you know we'll take it sure yeah i mean I, I no problem with that at all i think uh again took care of business that's all you can ask for so let's move on into dude of the week uh you want to go first on this one uh yeah i can go first and let me know if you have this guy um and i can i can switch you might actually have this guy um my dude of the week this week is actually uh me oh i didn't have you no i'm sorry okay, okay you, you can take um, this one so this is skipping ahead a little bit in our saturday afternoon but Remember, Matt, when I, we walked into that, that second bar? So it wasn't Dewey's. It was uh, bar number two, which was – which was, one was that? Uh, Gramercy Ale House, I believe. There you go. Yes. And we, we walked about five abs to get there. That was quite a walk. It was a walk to remember, Matt. We, we, we made um, moves with you a little bit. We told you it would be like a one-block walk because you were trying yeah. to get closer to Penn Station. And we, and we went very far east, but whatever. That's another I'm, story. I'm a Penn Station guy. Penn Station sort of my north star. And, and Matt, my co-host, likes to go anywhere but Penn Station – which makes it really difficult, and actually led to a, a, a you know ninety dollar Uber home oh, later sorry, on that evening. Sorry yeah, that's that. all right. So anyway, getting back to the dude of the week um, is me. Uh, so Matt, and and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I, I think I, I went into that bar and, and sort of laid down the business a little bit. I walked into the bar. The bartender was wearing a, a Notre Dame shirt. I looked him right in the eye, and I, I told him to go f himself. Yeah, Matt. I'm just going to be completely honest. I don't think they cared for us as a group, and I'm going to say specifically with a single you out there. I don't think we were the uh, we were the you know most favorite patrons in that evening. Not that we were being anything you know rowdy or anything like that, but I just think in general, uh, maybe it was a Notre Dame eight, whatever it was. They probably weren't what they looking for. Well, I'll tell you what, Matt. I, I would have liked some support. You guys were all you guys all walked in there. He said, "Oh yeah, I'll, I'll have a Bud Light," and I said, "Hey." F you, pal. 
to this guy that was looked like he was in the the what's that motorcycle gang? He looked like a motorcycle gang guy, and he was wearing a Notre Dame shirt. And then he tried to pull the oh well, I'm Irish, so am I, pal. But uh, you don't see me selling out. No, you know what? Um, I did have your back. I went at him with. I said uh, they were founded by the French. Boston College was a school founded by and for the working class Irish. You know, in the 1800s, there's a school you should root for. We found a little common ground. What do you say? His like neighbor was Doug Flutie's roommate or something. Anyways, we're getting off track, but you know, whatever. It could have it could have gone better. It could have gone worse. Well, listen, I'm just I'm just saying, and I, and, and again, if you had me as your dude of the week, let me know, um, and I can find a different one. But I thought it was it was pretty great that someone's you know looking out for for BC and not just you know walking into this establishment and letting this guy own the place. I told him. You know, I told him I was an eagle, and I wore it on my sleeve, and I said, F you, pal. So, yeah, you wore it on your <laughs> sleeve, your shirt, your hat. You took care of all of it. So Official dude of the week is is me. Um, so okay. Yeah, so I don't, know how, I don't know how official that is. Uh, you know, I'll be honest. If I had to power rank your dudes of the week, that would probably not be my number one of the year so far. But that's all right. We have six games to go, so it can definitely get worse. Uh, I'm going to go with, for the second week in a row, uh, Lucas Dennis. He's now leading the uh, NCAA in uh, or FBS. He's now leading the FBS in interceptions with five on the year. A lot of them are just kind of a, a coverage. You know, he's kind of just playing like a safety uh, center fielder role and kind of in the right place, right time. Uh, but still very impressive. At it. Had you know had two last week. The bigger reason I'm going to put him on again. The reason he was on last week was because his last name uh, is spelled like penis, which is funny. Uh, we have, I guess, decided to. I don't know mature a little bit. Uh, so we're slightly changing his nickname. So this is exciting uh, from Lucas penis to Lucas big swinging Dennis. So again, kind of still a penis joke in there, uh, you know, because we're not, you know, 90, uh, but big swinging Dennis has a little bit more of a ring to it. He liked our tweet, you know, no big deal. Follow us on Twitter at fourth and dude. Uh, so second week in a row, Lucas now big swinging. He re- I think he re- I think he retweeted it. He might've, we got some love, we got some love on it. Yeah. So that was, that was nice. And Matt, that was the first time in a long time I've been happy with something you've done on social media. Um, and I'll, t- I'll tell you, that was when you when you came up with that one. And it was it was out there for one of us to, to figure out. Yeah, you, it uh, seemed easy. Came Lucas, big swing, and it's you know that's neutral enough for me to kind of give you the well, the, look, go know, the green you know, light on that. I, so I know it offended some uh, some some folks when it, with the Lucas penis comments. So you know, my promise to to you as a co-host and to you know all the listeners and, and followers out there was that I will never. You know, say or tweet Lucas Penis again. Uh, I just want to be clear about that. Lucas Penis, uh, I won't say that again. Um, and I won't tweet Lucas Penis ever again. So just to be clear about that, it's now Lucas Big Swinging Dennis, which again is a play on Lucas Penis. But, you know, I think everyone gets the point. We won't be saying I, that again. I do think the number of, of P words you just said in this in this episode, um, we have to now apply for an explicit tag on the, uh, the iTunes database there. So... Um, we'll have to look into that. Yeah, we'll, one, we'll work one, on that. One thing I do want to say, um, but I mean, it's a big deal. He's got he's got five picks in five games. It it can't just be a coincidence at this point. Um, he's he's always in the right place at the right at the right time, and he's obviously a huge weapon to have on defense. Um, remember when like Asante Samuel led the Pats in picks, but it wasn't because he was a good cornerback. It was just because. He either got burned or he picked the ball. He was so far out of position all the time. Yeah, a little bit like William Opeña, but with home runs. But yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, exactly. You took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying Lucas. Dennis. I can't even say his name anymore. <laughs> Lucas. I'm not saying Luke is like that. But uh, you know, I, I just think that that picks are a funny thing. But if you can keep this going, then you know, obviously it's a huge momentum changer every time it happens for us. So 
um, yeah, you know, we'll see, we'll see how it goes and, and hope we can get the momentum going. So, um, all right, from there, let's go to the dude or pood segment. Matt, do you want to kick us off here? Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to do a little special edition Dude or Pood here. Uh, in addition to our own individual dudes and poods that are coming up, we have a joint one for the week. So, uh, again, hearkening back to the Twitter, uh, we got in our first official Twitter war uh, on Saturday morning with uh, the Fire Coach Daz Twitter handle. I think that's officially what it was. Uh, he basically just came at us out of nowhere. We, I shouldn't say we, uh, you, Matt, retweeted his tweet about fire coach Daz and you kind of went off about him having a petition like this is 1770 funny tweet, whatever. Uh, he obviously took offense to it because his life's work is, you know, getting Adazio fired and signing a petition for that. Uh, so he kind of, he came at, he came at us a little bit. Obviously we had nothing better to do on Saturday morning than, than go right back at him. So uh, we definitely probably took it over the top a little bit, but look, the guy had 37 signatures in two weeks. So we, you know, made a point to call him out on that. Uh, we had a lot of fun with it. It was good for us to, you know, unify in this divided time of, of fire, I, higher dads. But uh, I and think I want to be clear. I had I. I'll tell you the last person I ever thought it. And if you guys, you guys would probably agree if you listen to to the Week Four podcast. Who would be the last person on earth to defend anyone that's pro fire dads? Yeah, it'd be, my co- it, it, it'd be my co-host Matt, right? I had to pinch myself to make sure I wasn't dreaming, but he was right there on the front lines with me. Uh, you know, telling this guy to, to go, you know, go F himself and all that. So uh, I'll tell you what, that was a that was a big time, you know, victory to, to see that I'd finally won that argument, I guess. I, yeah, I don't say. know if I would say that. I think it's one of those situations where, like, you see, you know, a guy who is so passionate about a certain cause. And you're like, I just don't want to be on that guy's side. So, yeah, for a day, he got me to be hired as because I just want nothing to do with this guy. Anyways, so our, I guess it's, it's kind of our dude and pood of the week because pood, because that guy just sucked. Uh, dude, we got a Twitter war. Even bigger dude, we won the Twitter war. Uh, you know, turns out after he had like, you know, five or six back and forth with us, I think the final nail in the coffin, Matt, was your tweet about, uh, you know, 37 signatures in two weeks. Literally, anyone will sign anything. You had some, what, the, lor- the Lorax talks the woods was your petition that you showed that had like <laughs> was, a million signatures. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, uh, yeah, the, uh, the Lorax was a movie that was made that was not based on a Dr. Uh, Seuss book, by the way. You know, of course. I think I think everyone. Know, if, if I know my target audience, they know sure, that. Sure, good point. That's a good point. Um, but it, it was, and it was a you know a, a Dr. Seuss movie. It had a lesson and all that, but it wasn't uh, heavily focused enough on the environment. And a bunch of you know nerd middle schoolers had this petition started, and it got like two hundred thousand signatures to make the Lorax movie more eco-friendly. That got so many more signatures than Fire Daz, which, by the way, a lot of people agree with, but no one signed his petition because this guy's an idiot. This guy is a um, loser. And one thing I'll say, Matt, is I'm a little worried. He obviously deleted the petition, deleted his Twitter. Um, I did, and this is this slipped out, but I said that if I had a, a petition as embarrassing as that, I would jump off the Tobin. I'm hoping he didn't do that. Um, I'm hoping he just deleted the Twitter. But um, So that that leaves me kind of with a that's good. in my stomach no, here. I think that's, I think that's, we, that, that's kind of a pood too. But, yeah. Um, well, that, you, you're, you're, you're kind of putting yourself in the clear with that comment. Obviously, you didn't intend it to be that way. You just wanted to say, hey, you know, you're being an absolute idiot. Uh, and, again, I think – this is the first time that I've ever had the pleasure of, of, you know, having this experience, but having someone delete their Twitter, like actually delete their Twitter is just remarkably satisfying. Like we just absolutely went at him. I think when he sent those first two tweets to kind of set it all off on Saturday morning at like nine o'clock, he was probably like, all right, whatever. Like these guys will forget about it. They've got, you know, we got a game at one o'clock. There's more things. He did not know 
the bear trap that he was walking into. Literally, from the minute we got those, we just went out, you know, all the way at him. Uh, we went in. And again, we within, went in. Within, within five hours, his Twitter was just completely gone. It was, it was just a tremendous experience. One pood, one pood within the pood here is uh, our social media coordinator, who, who I thought was just, this was kind of his wheelhouse, was awfully quiet on this matter. That's sort of his one job. Yeah, we're going to have to change the passwords, I think. I'm, I'm disappointed <laughs> in, uh, in, our, in our guy over there, but, you know, whatever. Well, that's a work in progress. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a little combined dude and boot. And then just quickly, I'll, I'll nail mine. So, uh, yeah, my dude is, is us. Uh, we nailed the predictions, basically. You had 30 to 9. I had 31 to 21. The actual is 28 to 8. I mean, that's like pretty damn good. Let's just be like abundantly clear about that. Uh, when we were watching the game and they went for two, I was uh, I was psyched because oh, I think I, yeah, I was 31 to 10. Uh, so I was psyched because going for two obviously would have got them to 10 points and then we were a field goal away from me hitting the nail right on the head. But as it stands, I'll take a 20-point margin of victory. We both had 21. So uh, just a little you know, hat tip to us. Uh, great job on our predictions. Maybe uh, – you know, start start gambling on our uh, on our advice going forward. Might win you some money, might lose you some money. But if, if last week is any indication, I think that's a smart bet. So remember how I said I was the dude of the week? I do I do remember that, yep. So I'm also going to be the dude for this week. Okay. You know, in the, our dude or poo segment For the same here. reasons? Yeah, so so we're at Dewey's and, and can't say enough good things about Dewey's. Uh, can say a lot of bad things when it comes to Dewey's broadcasting the game uh, on the ACC network. So they had a tough first five minutes uh, where they were broadcasting the game in slow motion, literally slow motion, and it wasn't an ACC network problem. It was strictly incredible. A, it was it strictly was, a Dewey's issue. I've never issue. seen it like it. It was amazing. And, uh, and for the first couple minutes, they were trying to figure it out. They were switching laptops out. They were you know, restarting their computer. They were doing all sorts of things. Um, and then at one point, they just gave up. It was right, right around the time where the safety happened, I remember, because this was just the, the – you know the 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 you know worst possible moment. They just sort of gave up and they said, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna show this game in slow motion. Yep. <laughs> they, they yep. No, trying. I said it's over. So, yeah, it's over. So, uh, you know, your dude of the week goes up to them with my phone. And by the way, I don't have the data plan for this, but I said, hey guys, figure it out. Here's my phone. If you want to plug this in, do it. Um, that gives them a little kick in the in the rear end. Um, my guy, who I think is probably Dewey. Dewey figured it out. Dewey, it's definitely Dewey. You know, Dewey gets back into motion. You know, grabs his third laptop out there, and then you know tries Google Chrome instead of Internet Explorer, and all of a sudden it's working perfectly. Gives me a fist pump. You know, I sort of saved the day for the entire bar. Um, and uh, so yeah, that was another due to the week part two. Matt, this is a really this is a really successful successful week for you so far. You're due to the week. You're dude, and you uh, were kind of a part of the joint dude or boot. So great job. Uh, you know by you so far. Uh, my, my pood that I'm going to go with here again, you know, could go either way. Uh, so I have had a nasty habit probably over the last three or four years of, uh, sending emails to our athletic director, uh, a couple cold ones. So normally in the Bates era, they were not pleasant. Uh, you know, just a lot of like, (laughs) what are you doing here? I, I hate you so much. Why do you look like Baldwin? Whatever, you know, always stayed above board, but basically let them know that, that I did not care for him. Uh, by the way, he never answered why he, looked like Baldwin or actually any of them, but, uh, I had a, you know, after a, a successful win, we had a very fun afternoon, a, a good night. Uh, you know, I want to come back and, and let Marty know that, you know, Hey, we're excited to have you. I think things are, things are looking good and, and, you know, just kind of, uh, open the channel, invite him on the podcast, whatever. So, uh, you know, it could also go do it. It was grammatically impeccable. Uh, I raised two good points. My specific, you know, it was, it was a very like third grade exposition type thing. I had an intro where I asked him if I could call him Marty J again, no response. 
Uh, I had my two good points. My first one was, uh, one, he had a great handshake when I ran into him Brighton uh, for the Notre Dame game. Again, you know, I thought that was just worth him knowing. Uh, and two was that we should change our logo and uniforms to the Fenway Notre Dame ones that we wore a few years ago. Uh, and then I invited him on the pod as my conclusion. Uh, but again, no response. Uh, so that's kind of why it's a food. But, uh, you know, overall, I think there are worse drunk habits to have. I think we've, you know, most of our listeners probably have worse drunk habits. Mine is I have a couple too many beers and I write grammatically impeccable letters to our athletic director, Marty J. So, and and Matt, not to, not to interrupt, and I'm, uh, I thought the way you described your email was, was terrific. Um, well, first of all, you sent it to ad at bc.edu. That's his, that email. Actually, That's his email. I did look it up. I had the foresight to look it up. By the way, because really? Bates Bates didn't have that. Bates had Brad Bates. Brad dot Bates. Yeah, because right? he didn't deserve that. He didn't deserve that. So they gave me ad. I, I like that yep. from Marty taking ad at bc. Wow, that's a power move. Um, do we call that a dude or a poot? I wanna, it's both. Officially, <laughs> officially, it's my officially it's my poot, but it could go dude. Uh, hey, Matt, hey Matt, did he respond? Not not yet. So I'll okay. I'll I'll, uh, I'll we'll hit him up. In the poot I'll hit him up. I'll hit him now. up next weekend uh, as well, and we'll uh, we'll see. I, I I ended it with a nice conclusion. I said, look, it's a lot of fun when we win. I hope to be you know writing you a similar email at ten o'clock uh, next next Saturday after the Vatek game. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, I guess that that sums up a pretty uh, pretty vivacious dude or poot of the week. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of good stuff going on kind of in our uh, in our neck of the woods. So uh, good job by all. All right. Up next, we got Eagles in the Wild, where we uh, break down some of the alum that are out in the real world, um, you know, killing it. I have a couple here written down, Matt. Why don't you go first, though, just in case the, you probably have one that I have and then I have one that you have. So why don't you, why don't you go ahead? Sure. Yeah, so just two quick ones. Uh, First one, Justin Simmons, you know, was definitely the standout BC alum in the uh, pros this week at the cave clinching pick in Denver. It was good to see. He got up on that pick, by the way. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, you know, really nice. Uh, He's been playing great, I think, by all accounts. He's obviously over Amari Cooper. Sorry, I keep it. I know this is yours, but (laughs) over Amari Cooper. (laughs) No, it was. by the way, I mean, is is BC better than Bama? I don't know. In that play, it certainly seemed in that play, it looked like better. we could. Yeah, if we had if we had you know eleven of him versus eleven of Mark Cooper's, I think I like our chances. Um, my second one is Molly McGrath. So she was in uh, Matt. Keep it PG. It's very PG. It's completely okay. PG. She was in uh, was it Pullman, Washington for the uh, USC game. Uh, so she was doing ESPN coverage all there all day. We don't talk about her enough as like a BC alumni. Like she is. Let's be clear, like the best reporter oh, that okay. ESPN has, like hands down. Uh, and and we don't mention her enough as like, you know, big time BC alumni. Uh, but she is just absolutely beautiful. Like that's that's really all I have to say about that. So she's just doing awesome stuff. So good for her. Uh, was that was that clean enough for you there, Matt? Yeah, I mean, it's somebody's daughter. Um, big announcement on Monday. Uh, Yarmir Yager announced that he'd be joining the Calgary Flames. Uh, which obviously, you know, doesn't impact BC. I think Yager went to Prague State or, or something. But what it is big for is, you know, he'll be joining the Flames, you know, first line as right winger opposite of Johnny Hockey Gaudreau, uh, which you put the two of them together, both on the ice and off the ice. What a combination that is. I actually have a, a mailbag question here from uh, one of our listeners. Uh, goes by JT. It's actually one of my coworkers. Hails from Connecticut, Matt. Actually, I wonder if nice. you know him. Nice. I, t- I don't um, know if I do, but yeah, keep going. Yeah, but he brought this to my attention. He was just wondering um, what the impact that this pair might have together um, on the Calgary economy, specifically as it relates to the Gentlemen's Club 
industry when you get that crew together. Yeah, I so, don't know about I don't know about Gaudreau because I feel like he looks like eleven. Like I don't know if yeah, he can get in, but Yager, what, I feel like knows how to spend some. I feel like Yager is gonna gonna bring the the adult side out of out of Johnny, if you know what I mean. Um, but anyway, something to look forward to. I always pick a Western Conference team. I'm not a good Bees fan. I always try to have a, a team on the other side. Usually, I pick the Dallas Stars or, or the Sharks. Um, but the Flames are my their West Western Conference, right? Yeah, they, they yeah. are in the West, in fact. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, so the Flames are uh, are my team this year. So, All right. Um, yeah. That's cool. Eagles that's, in the Wild. Yeah, Eagles in the Wild. Uh, so, Duteous Corpus was our new segment last week. Uh, we had some great feedback. Uh, a lot of you said you enjoyed it. A lot of you said that legally, like, it made no sense. Like, we were just completely wrong about, you know, what habeas corpus means. But it's not habeas corpus. It's Duteous Corpus. So, we can kind of make up our own rules on that. Uh, we are... Sticking with the legal term, we are on recess this week for Duteous Corpus. Uh, we haven't really seen enough, you know, different stuff out of the ACC. We have, uh, you know, a few games that we that we will definitely talk about, uh, you know, next week. But uh, the big one, obviously, was Vatech, so we're going to definitely cover that, you know, in our Vatech preview. So, Matt, let's do a quick one. Let's do a quick one. Yep. Uh, is this ACC only? Uh, no, whatever you want. All right, let's do Wisconsin. Uh, badgering the witness. Uh, I see what you did there. I I don't have a retort. That's a good one though. So yeah. good job. All right. Yeah. We're no, back on recess. We're back on <laughs> recess now. Uh, and we're going to dive into Vatex. So do you want to get it kicked off with some fun facts? Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Fun facts, Virginia Tech here. Um, they are the number two, uh, the rank number two in the country in dining hall food per the Princeton Review, per hercampus.com. Which yeah. A, which, When's- by the way, is a friend of the program. Spread of a program. When was the uh, when was the last time you checked the uh, rankings there, Matt? Yeah, I'll tell you what. I I'm not sure on that. I, this yep. is just something that I I saw on the internet. I wrote down on Microsoft Word. I'm looking at it now. Yeah. Um, so I I followed Matt, up on Matt, that. And, and, I do okay. have just one quick thing. Yeah. Actually, you go first, and then I'll come back. Well, just one. just just following up on that. I I I you know called the guys at Princeton Review. Uh, they are now sixth best in the country, as in most recent polls. They had been as high as number two. Uh, shout out to UMass Amherst, though, coming in at number one in the most recent polling. So continue. Was that your fun fact that you were just going to make me look bad in front of everyone? I, I didn't know. I didn't know that that was on your list. But yeah, I was including my fun fact they were the sixth Why best. Why was it on your list? Was it was it number six on your list? Yeah, it, was, it says, yeah, <laughs> first review, sixth best food in the nation. I think that's like a pretty good deal. Per the Her Campus article, they featured dishes. Like London broil, which I'm not sure what that is, and lobster. I'm not sure if lo- lobster is part of the London broil or what, but they they seem to serve, uh, you know, quite a, a smorgasbord of, uh, of foods. So the number two in your programs, number two as far as my stats are concerned. Um, that's my fun fact for Gene Tech. Perfect. Uh, I will go with mine. It's really not a fact. Uh, just more of an opinion, actually. Uh, they have the best intro in college football, hands down. I think it's like so good. Right, Rest in peace, that. Tom Petty. Right, Matt? Well, no, it's Enter Sandman. Uh, uh, that's Metallica. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I didn't think but, you knew your music history. That was good. No, I do. No, it was, it was like, it's so, it's so good. So, uh, just get chills every time you watch it. The whole walk, the whole walk around, like basically the entire facilities into the little tunnel. Uh, just tremendous stuff. So, why don't you transfer there, Matt, retroactively? Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, do you have a, do you have another one here? No, I only have one fun fact. Oh, you know I always have, bring. You know I always bring a lot. My last one. My last one's a quick one. Uh, they have a campus in Punta Cana, so shout out to our spring break. So uh, the good folks in Punta Cana there. Uh, notable Tech Punta Cana. Yeah, apparently. So like a, I, what is 
I think it's like a research center, Matt. I don't, you know, I don't go too deep in these fun facts. I kind of just get them on the, on the <laughs> face tonight. Right? That, that should have been one of those that, that jumped out at you and said, this might not actually be true. No, this I, might I, be one of those that anyone can edit Wikipedia and they just threw this in there. There was like a full blurb. It's a research facility, I think, for like the, uh, I don't know, agriculture maybe? I, do they have agriculture? Probably. I and mean, it's Virginia, so I assume. Anyways, enough fun facts. We've uh, That was a lot of fun. Uh, the starting five alumni, we definitely have different opinions on this. I personally think this is the worst pool we've had to choose from so far. Uh, you feel the opposite. Is that correct? I, I think it's quality over quantity. I think there's a, there's a few that are just, you know, at the top that are that are phenomenal. Um, yeah, I, I really strongly disagree. So I'm excited on, to I'm hear what, to what you some, have here. I'm doing some research on this Punta Cana situation. So why don't you, uh, why don't you go first? Sure, okay. Uh, I, will, uh, I will start off the notable alumni here. Again, I don't think it's a, a great pool to choose from, so I don't really have anyone exciting to lead with. But I'm going to, I guess, go overall with uh, Roger Craig with the first overall pick. He's the winner of the 2011 Jeopardy Tournament of Champions, record holder for the highest five-game total uh, and the highest single-game total and the largest true daily double bet, which is impressive. Uh, and then just an asterisk, they also have another six-game champion, which is impressive. I think they have two Jeopardy champions, but Roger Craig is my official number one pick. I had that word for word on my list. Uh, I am the resident Jeopardy guy in this group. Can't believe you actually just took him. Um, I recommend everyone watch the video of Roger, Cla- Roger Craig. So what happens is he has nine grand, and he bets a true daily double with nine grand. He's already beaten him by you know the rest of the, his two other opponents by – you know, five grand or so, but he makes a true daily double, which is cocky with nine grand. He gets it. Then he has 18 grand. His next guess or his next, you know, clue selection, he gets another daily double, bets the 18 grand again, and then uh, pulls, I think the answer was, uh, uh, it was a Canadian province. I think it was actually Vancouver. He pulled it out of his ass. It was great. Um, but yeah, really cocky move by him. So yeah, so glad you took him. Uh, I have others here, so I'm not too worried. Um, I guess in the two slot, I'll take uh, George C. Nolan, who's the uh, the former CEO of Siemens Corp. Matt. Um, yeah, yeah, but Lucas Penis is, is too offensive, so yeah, my, sorry about with that. With my number three, <laughs> with my number three, uh, I'll go ahead and take Homer Hickam, who is the uh, you know the lead character in October Sky, but he's also a real person too. It was based off a. Of, a real situation where yep, I do um, have that. it's a son of a coal miner inspired by the first Sputnik launch. Um, so he's inspired to take up rocketry against his very mean dad's uh, wishes, uh, but really good flick. Toby, to- not Toby McGuire, uh, the other guy. Jake uh, Gyllenhaal. It's a true yes. story about Jake Gyllenhaal's childhood, actually. Well, no, it's about Homer Hickam. <laughs> Homer Hickam's the guy. He went on to go to NASA and all that, but but really good film. You probably all saw it in, in middle school social studies. So. Sure. Um, Okay, that's a, that's a strong, I guess, a strong couple there. I don't know if it's as strong as you, as you think it is, but here we are. Uh, with my fourth, the power forward position, I'm going to go with Jim Buckmaster, the CEO of Craigslist. Again, I guess that's a good job. Uh, and the fifth, I'm going to go with Ken Pomeroy. So he's obviously the guy behind Ken Pom, uh, statistical site for sports, kind of all those, uh, you know, they have like their Ken Pom rankings, whatever. Big math nerd. I'm kind of a math nerd. People don't know that about me. Uh, maybe you do. Who knows? I don't really care. Uh, Ken Palm, so he's my he's my fifth, and you can round it out with the uh, with the six man. Six man, get this. Uh, Bruce Arians went there. He played quarterback back in the day, and uh, he he actually, if you can believe this, he holds. Obviously, Mike Vick went there. Marcus Vick went there. 
they have a lot of a pretty you know strong history with with mobile quarterbacks. Tyrod Taylor is another one. Uh, Bruce Arians, who is a, a portly gentleman who, who coaches with his uh, his Kangol hats for the Arizona, Arizona Cardinals, actually holds the record for most rush, rushing touchdowns by a quarterback in a season with eleven. I would not have guessed that. So that's uh, that's a good job by him. I do, I do want to just throw out there as well a nice little asterisk. Again, none of them are you know big enough names on their on their own in terms of what we're what we're doing here. But they have seven Medal of Honor winners and two astronauts. That's like a really good resume. I know they're like a, a military school at their at their heart, but that's like I think really good. I, I don't know how many Medal of Honors there are. I assume not that many. So I think having seven is like actually a pretty big deal. Like I don't think we have any in BC. Matt, one other thing uh, I did have that Jim Beamer's, the left half of Jim Beamer's face did go to Virginia <laughs> That's Tech. That's not nice. That's mean. You can't help other, it. The other side of his face, um, you know, went to West Virginia. So. <laughs> he, can't, he can't help it. That's, that's, that's not nice. He's a nice man. Um, all right. Let's go to the next segment that I never uh, prepare anything for, but hopefully you do, is the tailgateability rankings. Yeah, do you want me to do you want me to kick this off to give you some well, yeah, time I'm to kind going. of see the answers? Yeah, I'm gonna just kind of sure. go off of your guess and, and all right. So I've got as such. I've got five points here. So it's seven fifteen kickoff on national TV. That's good. Uh, it's supposed to be nice for now. I'm a Wonderground guy, and they're saying it's supposed to be cloudy but warm. Twenty five percent chance of rain at night. Uh, there's like a lot of rain on Friday, a lot of rain on Sunday. So you just kind of hope it doesn't overlap. But overall, it's not bad. Uh, they are the number 16 team in the country. They do have the dock points for them coming in off a loss. Obviously, if they had beaten Clemson last week, they would have been probably top 10. That would have made things a lot more exciting. Uh, and then us just not having like a great record. Again, I think we touched on it, but uh, there's not you know, the most excitement around our program right now. But still, it is a night game against a top 20 team. That doesn't come around that often. So I'm going to go currently with 24.1 Natty Lights. Again, the scale is 30 Natty Lights. I'm going to go 24.1, but that is subject to change uh, if the weather ends up going bad. So 24.1 for now. Uh, Matt, what do you have here? I'm always above you here, and I, I think I will be again. This is a night game. It's a Virginia Tech, and this isn't just any Virginia Tech team. This is a team that has really been hyped up. They're the favorite to win the Coastal. they got a ton of talent. Um, if I was, if I had the ability to go, I would absolutely go to this game. Uh, unfortunately, I'll be down in – I know you're traveling. I'm traveling as well. I'll be down in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, so hopefully you can catch the game down there with some of the, the southern folk. Uh, but as far as tailgating, I mean, this is just this is just. I would love to be back on Chestnut Hill for this. I'm gonna go at twenty. Shit, what did I, what did I put the? Uh, what did I put Notre Dame at? Do you remember what I put Notre Dame at? I don't. I know you put Central Michigan at seventeen point one though. So I think yeah, I think this is gonna <laughs> skew a little high. All right, I'm gonna go twenty six and a half for this one. I think that there's this the the atmosphere is gonna be great. I think that we have a real chance here, and I, I think it feels a lot like USC a couple of years ago. So, all right, that's 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 definitely high praise. Uh, but you know, I guess I, I like I certainly like the optimism. I think that's a nice segue into uh, how we match up and what to watch for. Um, I actually have a, a good amount of statistics here. I you know had had some time to kill at work today, so uh, starting off with the easy stuff. Coming off a loss to Clemson, I think it was a pretty ugly game. Uh, never really felt like they had a chance. Coming to here, though, 16.5-point favorites. They came off, obviously, that huge win against us last year. Like, I think it was like 59 nothing or something. So the question is really how much has changed. Uh, statistically, they are incredibly consistent in, in basically all facets, all sides of the ball. They're ranked right around 25 in like literally every category that I could find. Total offense, total defense, sacks allowed, turnovers, penalties, whatever. They're all in the mid-20s for that. So you know they're very sound. They don't have a lot of weaknesses. Uh, very balanced on offense, around 200 yards per game on the ground, 200 yards per game in the air. Uh, strong run D, which, you know, unfortunately is our 
strength on offense is our is our running offense. So you know they, they could definitely neutralize us there. Uh, at the end of the day, they they play a very tight football game. They don't make many mistakes. They're near the near the uh, you know lowest in the country in, in turnovers, and, and we're right now near the worst. We have twelve so far, uh, twelve turnovers lost, which is obviously not good. So we need to play tight. We need to you know avoid mistakes. Uh, we can't afford to give them points. I think we obviously could say that for any time we're playing a you know a good team who's. Gonna gonna overmatch us in terms of talent. We can't give the game away. Simple as that. So um, the good news, I guess, from our defense perspective, they're not a huge ground team like we've seen from basically everyone else we've played so far, with the exception of Central Michigan, and they've you know kind of had their way with us. Uh, so that being our weakness, the fact that they're balanced on offense maybe will bode well. Uh, the way our you know I'm definitely obviously like the way our past defense has looked even against you know, great opponents. So uh, again, I think the question is how much has changed from last year. Certainly that went about as poorly as it possibly could have. Can we score is the big question. Um, and we are currently 1-9 in nine our last 10 ACC home games, so this would this would be a nice one to, to break the streak. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, you touched on a couple things here. Uh, obviously, our past defense has been terrific. Uh, so good that despite having the hottest schedule in the history of college football, I'm pretty sure, uh, we lead the ACC in past defense. We're 12th in the country in past defense. I think there's a lot to be said there. I think a lot has to do with, um, you know, our, our quarterback play, specifically Lucas Big Swing and uh, Dennis. Need them to show up. Need them to force some turnovers. Um, they have a running back that's, that's you know, has a case of fumbleitis. Yeah, he gave away a fumble, and he's, he's been known to do this. Trevon McMillan, all he does is fumble. He's a really good running back. He fumbles a lot. If uh, Landry and, and our linebackers can step up and force some turnovers, that'd be huge. Um they did lose a lot from last year. Uh, they, they lost uh, their quarterback, uh, Gerard Evans. That's a sounds about right. No, that sounds a, about right. Yeah, okay. They we'll lost we'll go with of, it. I have no idea. We'll go with it. They lost uh, a, a couple good receivers. Bucky Hodges. That's another made-up name. Man, I just made up. But I think it's also <laughs> Hang on, Gerard, in, in the, Evans, in the Gerard Evans, you're correct. He, I don't know if he was last year's quarterback. But he, well, he's 23 years old, and he was a quarterback at Bot Tech. Bucky Hodges, Isaiah Ford. I'll keep going all night just guessing here. Um, but they do have another weapon with Cam Phillips, who is, uh, I think, leading the country in, in receiving yards. So that's obviously a concern. But, you know, if, if our pass defense is as good as it's been thus far, I'm not worried about that. Let's just stop the run. they got a quarterback that can, you know, run the crap out of the football with Joshua Jackson, who is has no relation to the actor that played Charlie Conway, who's also Joshua Jackson. Uh, one X factor I have in this game, and a lot of people were, were saying, you know, why weren't we aggressive with Clemson? Why don't we have trick plays? You know, this is a game where I think we're a little more closely matched, where I think that trick plays, um, you know, whether you're, you're fake field goaling it, whether you're, you know, doing flea flick or stuff like that, uh, reverses. I, I think that that has a lot more utility in a game like this where you're, uh, you know, you're not playing the best defense in the country. Um, so I, I'd be interested to see what Daz has up his sleeve for this game. You look at the, the rest of the schedule. Uh, if you want to have, you know, a, a successful year, you know, you want to get to seven wins. This is a game you got to have. So I think they'll, they'll throw everything at him, uh, this week. That's why I'm really excited about this game. Um, and I, I don't think this is by any, by any stretch of the imagination, uh, a 17 what was the spread 16 and a half 17 I think that's yeah, uh, 16, I think that's a little 16 much and a half, but you know again I, I think, think that, I think that's a lot of points I, I think that you know I think it'll be low scoring I think both these defenses are, are, are great you got Bud Foster who's been a you know one of the best D coordinators 
um, you know, over the last 10 years for, for Vodtech. Our defense, as I said, is one of the best in the country. It'll be low scoring uh, when that happens. Turnovers tend to, uh, you know, uh, whoever turns, whoever wins the turnover battle tends to win the game. Well, yeah, so that's, you know, and that's, and that's a concern, I think. Again, you know, they've, they've been very tight with the ball. They have not had a lot of turnovers this year, uh, and, and we obviously have. So that's got to be a big change. I think you touched on it. We need Adazio to play not to lose. Uh, you know, that's what we, we saw that game play with Clemson. We need them to be a little more aggressive, like you touched on. Him and Lafleur open up the playbook. Again, and I think we'll, we'll move right into predictions with this. I think, you know, this is a game that I think we, we, we can win if we come out hot, we get the crowd into it, and a lot of that comes to the game plan. If we start doing aggressive, we start getting these big gains, uh, you know, exciting plays. Uh, maybe we catch them a little fatigued after, you know, Clemson. This could be our upset. Um, but maybe having, Mikey Walker has a couple. Yeah, uh, no, that could that know, could definitely be backs, it. Ch- changes the special teams dynamic. We'll yes, say. certainly agree. I think overall, though, I'm gonna. I, I unfortunately have to say, you know, Virginia Tech is just too solid all the way around. Like I said, statistically and, and just by the eyeball test, they just don't have many weaknesses for us to exploit. Uh, I do think we keep this close in the last year. The crowd should keep us in it for a bit. Uh, but our offense, I just I have concerns that we just can't score enough to keep up with the with the team of this caliber. Uh, and really until they can show me that, that they can actually get up in the you know, 30s against these good teams, these good defenses, I'm unfortunately going to feel you know, uh, worried about this throughout the rest of the year. So my official score is 28-17 to 17 Virginia Tech. Again, that's covering the spread. Uh, if you want to bet on that, hopefully I'm wrong, but uh, you know, that's, that's just what I'm feeling here. Again, my caveat is that we can pull an upset, but we need a lot of things to, to go right. What are, you, uh, what are you feeling here? Yeah, I got 21-17 B.C., I don't know how it's going to happen. It's going to be one of those games that, uh, you know, I'm hoping it'll, it'll have, I said earlier, a USC-type feel. I don't, I, I don't really believe it'll be that type of matchup where we just, you know, come out firing with, with you know, 60-yard uh, quarterback runs. Uh, what I do think is maybe we'll have more of a Maryland-type feel where we just, you know, throw out the kitchen sink at them and, you know, maybe maybe catch them off guard the first half. So, so that's what I'm thinking, and then our defense holds them off from there. That's probably best case. So, so I got you know I got us you know just barely sneaking away with a win. I think that we really need it, um, and I think that this team's capable of it. When you look at you know all the talent we have, Brown obviously needs to step up. But you know I think this is a game that we can win, and if we want to have a seven and five season, we need to win. Yeah, no, I think I think there's definitely an opportunity here. So hopefully we can uh, surprise some people, you know, myself included, and uh, you know, give us a, a fun Saturday night wherever you're watching in the country, whether it's you know at, a, at a, one of the game watches or, or you know in Chestnut Hill, uh, should be a great night. Hopefully the weather holds up, and uh, you know we can uh, make this a night to remember, much like much like USC a few years back. It's always a great day to be a dude, man. Just hanging out.